0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hadley and welcome once again to the Viewfinder Podcast. When a demonic waffle maker possesses a local Greasy Spoons once scrumptious menu of bacon, toast, eggs, waffles, and pancakes on Halloween night, the diner's hungry patrons take up forks, knives, and everything but the kitchen sink in a life and death standoff with killer breakfast food and the outrageous horror comedy Haunted House of Pancakes. Here to talk about this deliciously diabolical feature film with me are my guests on this week's Viewfinder podcast, the hilarious and talented team of Nathan Dalton, who directed Haunted House of Pancakes, and Paul Newton, who co-wrote and co-produced the movie with Dalton. As of this podcast airing, Dalton and Newton are currently seeking to raise on Indiegogo $90,000 or more for production of Haunted House of Pancakes. You can find the link to their Indiegogo campaign in the notes for this week's show. Nathan, Paul, welcome to the Viewfinder podcast. It is great to have you on today to talk about this new film, Haunted House of Pancakes. I'm sure it's going to be amazing and quite over the top, just like your last film, Attack of the Killer Donuts, was, Nathan. Yes, I hope so. Thank you. Now, what's Haunted House of Pancakes about and what specifically inspired the concept of this film?
1: The film is about a demonic possession that takes over a diner on Halloween night and turns all of the food into bloodthirsty creatures out for revenge. So the tables are turned on the diners and now the food is going to eat them.
0: Yeah. Now who stars in it and what characters do they play?
1: Well, you know, so far we have, we have a a great list of regional and indie actors Um, I think the biggest shout outs that I have to give are to Aaron Prager, who is doing who is playing Officer Frady. Uh, He recently I saw him in a film that has been doing the festival rounds called Cannibal Comedian. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was just incredible. Like he was just magnetic. And I am I am very eager to see what happens with his career. Hopefully the next thing he does with his career is our movie we would need financing for that. Of course we need to get funded, but, um, whatever the case, Aaron is going on to do great things. I'm very excited about that. We also have Nikki McElroy, who was in, who was the star of my last movie, Shady Grove. Uh, Nikki's incredible. Um, she's a Jack of all trades. And I'm very excited to work with with her again. Uh, and then other than that, we have, we have a bunch of regional Kentucky, and Ohio stars, Uh, Jason Crow, who has been in like literally everything, Um, Spooky Madison, who is on the come up. These are like, these are people that if you don't know their names, you will soon, especially if you're watching B movies from this region, from the from the Midwest.
0: You're currently hoping to raise over $90,000 to make the film via its ongoing crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo production wise what areas will that money go towards
1: well i mean we i intend to pay everyone like that is like we the when we started this we actually set the first initial round of money that we're looking to raise is $50,000 so for us we set a fixed goal of $50,000 because $50,000 in indiegogo terms is actually more like $38,000 once taxes and fees uh, come out of it, plus all of the fulfillment that you have to do, like, you know, sending people their T-shirts, sending people all the merch that you promised, making those DVDs, making all of that, it kind of leaves you with not much money. And the last thing I wanted to do was to get in a position where we can't pay people, where we have this successful thing, and then we're asking people not to, to work for no money. Um I you know Paul and I disagree on this point but I would prefer not to make it uh over over having to owe people a lot of favors or making people work in in conditions that are not not good for them so oh, we have to clear 50k or else we're not doing it at all and then if we I, get to 90 we have the absolute you know th- that's the bee's knees that's what we that's what we want that is our full vision 90,000 but at least to get the you know motor running and get enough runway to actually shoot the thing we're looking at fifty thousand dollars that's actors that's food that's rentals for uh for camera rentals for the place itself the diner that we have to get uh and in particular since we're a big practical effects shoot a lot of that is practical effects
2: i'd like to clarify just a little bit there
0: <laughs> go ahead paul
2: no he's just, he, he he wants everyone uh, to work I, for I'm, no money I, i'm no. not arguing for uh uh you know making uh, everyone work for free and <laughs> make this movie <laughs> under under bad dangerous conditions i like being scrappy and i i think the uh, i think we can find a way but the money certainly makes it easier <laughs> yeah like we on the production
1: side we are absolutely all willing to work for free cuz we all just kind of want to see this get going but we can't ask that of actors we can't ask that of of grips and PAs and people like that. Uh, So we do actually have to pay people. Absolutely.
0: Of course, a chunk of that funding will go towards actually constructing and designing those evil pancakes.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I have the, like, Nate Barton, who is our visual effects supervisor, is incredible. Uh, And I, you know, I just want, part of me started this with Paul because I wanted to see Nate just given money to make these just incredible designs that he has he, he's amazing so i uh, you he's know this is started. really the nate barton show
0: yeah he's I already started. started.
1: stuff looks <laughs> great
0: <laughs> i mean seriously though what is it with evil breakfast food i mean with these films you know
1: well it's great i mean i i, I don't know i I'm one of those people that walks around and whenever I see like things that look like eyes on inanimate objects, I just take pictures of them and I'm like, Oh my God, what if this came to life? What if this bush with, uh, these things that looks like eyes came to life and attacked people? How crazy would that be?
0: Yeah. Well, going back to the Indiegogo campaign, what funding levels are available for people who want to give to the campaign and what incentives will they get if they pledge at certain levels?
2: Well, we got a wide range of, uh, of things, any, anywhere from, I mean, help give us a dollar. You know, we, we love that, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you want to give us uh, 30 bucks, we just have a, uh, put up a, a really cool t-shirt that you can get. Um, we got Blu-rays, we got posters, we got opportunities to be in the film and killed by, uh. By food. by
1: food, yeah, that's a, that's a popular <laughs> one. So many people are reaching out. Uh, we we haven't had we've had one taker on the get killed by food so far, but I've had so many people reach out and be like, "What are the specifics? What are the dates? What what food can I get killed by? Let me see the." So you know, we've had a lot of interest in the get killed by food. I would love for some of those people to actually give us money uh, at some point so that we can kill them. Uh, that would be nice.
0: Killed by food, what a concept, huh?
1: We've We've got great ways to get killed by food.
0: Nathan, two of your previous films, the spoof Attack of the Killer Donuts and the more suspenseful thriller Shady Grove, demonstrated that you've got incredible storytelling abilities that transcend different genres. In what ways did working on those movies prepare you for doing another fusion of comedy and horror in Haunted House of Pancakes? And for making your directorial debut on this film.
1: Uh, I think the the last uh I've done the the Hollywood go around all of the the all of the couches and pitch your ideas. Um and Shady Grove actually started as one of those. Uh and we got pretty far with a production company, and they had kind of budgeted it out, they had an idea for it, um, and then it stalled at the at the very end. And we found self financing to do it. We, we did it all our, you know, we did it all ourselves and something in that kind of broke the mystery. It was like, you can just do this yourself. Like you can do this yourself. You can go all the way through to distribution yourself. Um, and then it became more of, okay, well, what are, you know, that's nice and all, but at some point, if you do it all yourself, you do have to make your money back, which is just a reality of the business. And so I, I, have always loved these smaller stories these single night stories even shady grove was a single night story it was a it was a 24 hour period we just arranged everything you had you know things that happened at the beginning come back at the end it was just very tricky uh and i like those movies and i just wanted to do something like that but at a much smaller scale and way sillier and then i saw a movie called um lego my soul uh, that was a, a short that paul did and i i hope that you ask paul what the the plot of that i want yeah, what I want is him that to i assume that.
0: that involves killer uh killer waffles
2: <laughs> close yeah killer waffle iron
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so and much like uh nate's uh attracted to things that with eyes like i i love the the uh, waffle iron kind of flaps like a mouth you know and uh you know it's it's one of the most uh emotive kitchen appliances i think
0: um and, I and assume...
2: so i i i kind of Sorry. built a story around that that's basically i always pitched it as a uh, child's play meets the shining by way of ihop <laughs>
0: And I assume that there will be more of these evil appliances in Haunted House of Pancakes.
1: Yes. I mean, almost directly. I would say it's a, you know, the the Haunted House of Pancakes rips off uh, Lego My Soul. So the the only way we're able to get get away with it is that, you know, Paul's ripping himself off. So that works. exactly. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was just a, you know, it's a, sometimes especially when you do like a serious movie it's a palate cleanser to just jump into the absurd and say hey let's like let's go as far as we possibly can and i and i think we both kind of like you know we have a an appreciation for the low budget the corman the trauma the you know the lloyd kaufman movies and those uh those movies are just not i, I don't think that they're properly represented anymore when when especially filmmakers today when they they they're trying to make low budget movies it's mostly always slashers and i like slashers but i think they're overrepresented and i want to bring some of the weird uh back into this you know this sub hundred thousand dollar level of movies
0: those schlock movies as they're often called they inspire you to make haunted house of pancakes
1: they're inspiring i mean they are inspiring movies they're fun we don't have that anymore
0: And you'll be making the film in northern Kentucky, where you currently call home, Nathan. In what ways will you be incorporating the region's local acting and filmmaking talent on this project? And how will the northern Kentucky area itself be used to its fullest advantage during production?
1: There are, in Cincinnati and in northern Kentucky, there are a ton of incredible filmmakers doing amazing things. Like uh, Tory Jones is really, is just doing amazing stuff with like the, the boy from below, all of that. And a lot of the actors that he uses, um, we, we have kind of co-opted uh, <laughs> just it, the talent here is bigger than you would think because it comes from like from Northern Ohio. It comes from Southern Kentucky. It comes from Tennessee. There is just a huge bubble of talent here um and and everyone is very eager to work and they're they're actually incredibly good and making movies so you know I I I don't really see much of a reason to go to go get New York or LA or Chicago actors um when there is so much talent right here
0: in addition to reuniting with Shady Grove co-writer and producer Nikki McElroy on this film you're also sharing those same duties with Paul Newton how and when did you and paul first meet what do he and nikki bring to the production in terms of their experience and expertise behind the scenes and how have your own individual talents helped to make the trickier parts of doing a movie like this easier
1: well so i met paul when i was like i'm i'm not really much of a social media person and so when i was aver when i when i had to be on social media for shady grove promoting it um I was just going through like screenwriting Twitter reading people's pitches reading everything and I saw the Lego My Soul uh pitch that Paul made and there was not even a video available it was just the pitch just Paul's pitch uh I immediately reached out and said to him I I have to see this I have to see this and he didn't know who I was you know I I could tell that there was some hesitation on his part he was like uh ah, slow down it'll eventually come out and I and I pressed him and I made him, I I made him send me a copy. Uh, He, he relented. And then I just, from there, it immediately struck me. And I was like, have you considered anything like this for a feature? Like, nah, I don't know. I'm on to other things. And so I dragged him back into the muck. (laughs) I said, no, we're going to do a feature uh, based on this concept. Um, But what I, I mean, what I like, about Paul is exactly what I like about Nikki, it's that um, I kind of see things as I'm done with this. I have to move on to this next thing. I did this. I figured out how to do this. Now I need to move on to this next thing. It's just the you have to you have to have someone who's like, what's the next thing? And both Paul and Nikki the same way will go like, but wait, this isn't good enough. Like, Paul is still sending me the script. I'm looking at the script that he just sent me. Because we're supposed to, you know, send it out to someone else. And he's like, I made a few more fixes. I just wasn't happy with it. And it right now, the weirdly, the script is the furthest thing from my mind because we did that. That's done. That's back there. And just to have these have people like Paul who are like, no, it could be better. And then I see his changes and I'm like, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Um, that's good. It's like people who keep you in check and say it's not good enough. What we did, it's all right, but it's not good enough. Let's keep going. And and that's what Paul offers. It, it's a
2: gift and a curse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Paul, any additional thoughts on how you first met Nathan and all of his persistence in trying to get you to come on board this project?
2: <laughs> I was posting a lot to promote some uh, festivals that um, Lego got into. And um, so I was still kind of doing that run. And uh, yeah, Nate reached out and said, that sounds amazing. You know, wh- where can I see it? My first instinct was, oh, hey, we're playing at this festival and there's, you know, maybe going to be an online portion or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And he's like, oh, OK. And we kind of kept going at it a little bit. And I, I said, ah. I, I did, eventually he won me over. and I realized, yeah, just here's the private link. Just don't share it. And that's fine. <laughs>
1: That is how it went. I I was persistent. He he did not immediately want to give it to me. And I also want to say that I think the first time that I pitched him Haunted House of Pancakes, uh, I was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about an idea. And I pitched the whole thing to him. And his reaction at the end was kind of like, all right, I mean, I'll see. We'll see. And it was just like, I did not win that guy over at all. Like he, he, he is not feeling this and i felt kind of foolish getting off the phone i'm like is this idea really stupid and i think it is really stupid but <laughs> once you sit on it for a while you're like it could also be pretty cool so i i hope that's what he came around to
2: yeah th- well there, were, there was certainly yeah. an element of i wasn't sure if i wanted to just be the uh the evil waffle guy <laughs> <laughs> I Which um, <laughs> again, he won me over. We 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 went back and forth and uh, played with the concept, and uh, I think we came up with something really fun. And it's um, you know it's it, in a lot of ways it's kind of a very loosely a, a feature adaptation of the short. Um, you know, very much a uh, a combination of of what I did in that short, and what Nate did with the uh, attack of the killer donuts.
1: Yeah, I, I will give him that. Um, from what my pitch was that didn't quite sell him to where it is now, uh, Paul has added a ton. It is, it is definitely improved, uh, since that initial
2: pitch.
0: Paul, you're not just the evil waffle guy, you're now the evil pancake guy.
2: There you go. Yeah, branching out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As for Nikki who does she play and where does she factor into the film's storyline
1: so uh nikki is actually just kind of playing what i would consider to be a like a runner storyline um she is a a a lady of the night that frequents the um the pancake shop and is one of the first to encounter the transformation we're, we're not going to go into how that happens um it is very silly and very fun um but I'm I'm just excited that Nikki wants to do something else with me after Shady Grove. Like that for me, that's the win. Uh but we are actually still like even though we have most of our uh, you know, we have a, we have a lot of cast in place. We are still kind of holding out. We still have a few roles that we are looking to fill. Um including the primary two roles uh that we have kind of held off casting because we want to do an actual, believe it or not, there's a romance at the center of this, of this movie. And we do really want to focus on the chemistry between the two main leads. And that is not something that we have been able, we just don't want to grab random people for that. So we, you know, we are still actively casting even while this whole thing is going is kind of fun.
0: What are those two Lee characters like?
2: Probably the, the, the lead is a uh, Guatemalan immigrant who uh, works at the, uh, the diner and actually lives in a trailer behind the diner. Um, just kind of trying to get by, I- excited to just be there and uh, work in the restaurant and serve people food. Um, and he's got a, uh, a crush on this uh, college student who comes into the, uh, the diner, trying to, uh, find some peace and quiet to, to work on a, a uh, like a scholarship application and, um, and yeah, then the evil pancakes, uh, bring them together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're forced to become heroes and alongside being lovers.
2: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Now, as for the evil food that we see in the film, as well as the evil appliances, how were all these created, drawn, and designed?
1: So, mostly I've been working with Nate on designs. Nate has sketched everything out. We have, you know, we, not to give anything away, but we have a demonic waffle maker, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the impetus. That is what brings everything about. It's the the introduction of this demonic waffle maker into the into the diner starts this entire um whatever you call it demonic possession. And then we have little we have little waffle demons. We have we have pancakes that walk around like face huggers with um with bacon legs and attach themselves to people's faces and turn them into, you know, uh, into waffle, waffle people slaves. Uh, We have salads that attack people. Wow. We have, we have fried eggs that are like the eye of Sauron who are, you know, watching everything in the diner. We have gone all out. This is like pretty much (laughs) anything, anything that's on the menu of your, you know, your typical diner um, we have turned it into a demon of some sort that that attacks. Um, and all of these designs were all done. You know, Nate has designed all of these. We have the practical for how we're gonna do every single one of them. Uh, we have done mock-ups in um, you know, in 3ds Max, and we've done renders of them that we have posted online. We've um, you know, we we're taking it seriously. We're we're like <laughs> We're trying to actually make this thing and, uh, do it practically without, without CG, which I think was kind of a, uh, the down, not the downfall, but, uh, donuts definitely suffers from a little too much CG. And I, I, I wanted
2: to get away from that.
0: Yeah. Paul, did you have anything to add on that?
2: Um, Nate and Nate, uh um... yeah, the Nates, the, Nates. <laughs> the two Nathans there, um, they're, they're handling the brunt of this i'm mostly a uh, idea guy i i come up with the uh, with new concepts and throw it out to them and say hey how, how about this <laughs> and there have been a few times where it's been like
1: paul i don't think we can do that like i <laughs> i don't think we i don't think we can actually pull that off
0: all in all in this restaurant the customers are on the menu
1: that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: besides horror comedies what other cross-genre movies and series would you compare haunted house of pancakes to
1: paul anything off the top of your head
2: um you said besides
0: uh, yeah, yeah besides a
2: lot of, i can make a lot of horror <laughs> comedy crossovers yeah so i don't know I'm, I'm i mean my go-to one of my big inspirations and. I want to replicate as much as possible as like an Evil Dead 2 kind of situation. But uh besides that, I'm not I'm not What's good at got- I, I, I I I like I like everything's new for me.
1: <laughs> like like um it's got it's got that feel for me at times of like I wanted to make the the I wanted to pay homage to those, you know, trauma movies that I loved as a kid. Um, but also, it's like you know, th- this is Gremlins. You know, in a lot of ways, it's Gremlins. It's you have these things that at first are completely non-threatening, um, and then they change. There's a big change, and suddenly it's chaos. Like it, it changes so quickly, and then you're just thrown into pure chaos. And Gremlins is the, uh, it, to me, is the perfect encapsulation of that, of that type of movie where you it gives you a vibe up front that you think oh I know what this is and then everything goes to hell and you you don't dislike it when that happens in fact you want it to keep getting more insane and more chaotic and the more that it stacks on you're just in it you're you're with the ride the entire way
0: in your opinion what do you think makes this movie unique among comedies that incorporate horror elements and vice versa
1: I do want to make it gory. Like, I do, in fact, want to make it like one of these kind of gross trauma things. I mean, I know, so like, I've said this before, but, you know, Terrifier, the last few times I've gone to conventions, Terrifier is just all the rage. Terrifier, everyone is talking about Terrifier. It's Terrifier, Terrifier, Terrifier. Um, I enjoy Terrifier. I like what it does. I don't like what other, what, other people take away from terrifier which is that let's just up the gore let's make it so disgusting and and yeah creepy creepy otherworldly or creepy clowns creepy monster creatures disgusting i think terrifier works because it's kind of a comedy it's there are very very funny art the clown is kind of a funny character uh and there's a comedy to just that character and that's what you know. I think more people should be doing that, and that is what we are attempting to do. We want to make a gory, gross movie, but also not take it seriously. No one is ever going to think, Oh, that's really happening. Uh, we want it to be so ridiculous that it's, excuse the pun, it's easily digestible.
0: <laughs> and for those unfamiliar with Terrifier, could you tell our audience what that film is about?
1: Uh, Terrifier is just, it, I mean, in. The most cliche way it's just a it's a creepy clown it's a creepy clown that goes around stalks people and murders them in horrible ways. Um, but what was kind of refreshing for people who liked practical effects was that Terrifier was a completely practical effect shoot. Like a- everything was done with practicals. Uh, the director Damien is a um, is a practical effects guy. He's done practical practical effects makeup. Um, and his, his just love of the craft um, really shines through. And that's the part that's actually comedic. Like he's he creates these gags with multiple stages and steps and the kill is not just the kill, it's a kill. And then the horrible thing that you're like, no, this can't go any further. And then it goes further. Um, and it is just a, a love of, of practical effects that harkens back to the thing. Um, and no one is really doing that at a, at, a, at the micro budget level. So, you know, that's, that's where people are drawing a lot of inspiration from the film.
0: Once you've got all the funding needed to produce Haunted House of Pancakes, when do you plan on beginning its production? And once that's completed, when can audiences expect the release of the movie and when and where will they be able to see it?
1: So the uh, initial p- plan, which we might have to revise a little bit, was to shoot at the end of this year, so like end of October to mid November, but we do have a lot of people that are going to be out of town around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So realistically, we might have to push that to early next year. Um, but we are we are trying at least the the you know temporary schedules that we have um, are to get it done, get it in the can. Before March of next year, if we secure funding, um, so that we have a 2024 October release, uh, and that is that is our target. And where where can you find us? Hopefully, you're going to find us everywhere. Hopefully, we're going to be on on Tubi, on Amazon, on Apple. Uh, but we do intend we do intend to self distribute. So we are intending to go through like uh, either Film Hub or Indie Rights or one of those platforms instead of going with a distributor because honestly the going through a distributor has been kind of a rough experience for me in the past and
0: i would
2: like to have control of this film
0: all your thoughts
2: yeah i mean it's uh it's it's all about getting it out you know in october of of next year and um i mean we'll, we'll 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 put it out wherever we can So I I mean we have Nate summed it up pretty good. If you if you go on, if you give us
1: uh whatever whatever it is, $35, you'll get a hot DVD in the mail, or not DVD, what I always say DVD and everyone corrects me. Blu-ray. You'll get a you'll get a you'll get a Blu-ray uh in the mail. So that's where you can find it. If you (laughs) if you support us, it will be in your mailbox. Uh that's you know and, and actually we're finding that pretty refreshing too it's like doing your pre-sales before you release the movie it's like you know that there's a, a built-in audience so that's nice for us
0: and there's still a place for physical media
1: yeah right because uh, can i can I tell you a horrible quick quick horrible story shady grove we shot on anamorphic uh we shot 6k we we made it really nice we did a, a dolby um whatever it is the whatever the Dolby Vision Dolby Atmos? Vision No no it was Dolby Vision it's their video oh. one we did the Atmos too but we did Dolby Vision we did all of that packaged it and then the distributor took it and when the distributor took it they said well send us the 1080p file I was like well, for what like what are what are you going to do with the 1080p file they're like well that's all that we that's all that we do so we had a 4K HDR Dolby Vision all the bells and whistles and they said can you convert this to 1080p for us so i would i don't want to do that i don't want to you know make a movie that looks really good that sounds really good that you put your you know you put your heart into you put your effort into and then they just say whatever here just we'll stream it it's just being streamed at 720p on tubi which is what to streams at by the way it's 720 it's not even at 1080 so You know, it's rough out there.
0: But hopefully that situation was resolved and people are able to see the film in its original form.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not entirely sure uh, about that. Yes, there are certain places you can go and get it. But, you know, we're exclusively being streamed through Tubi right now. We have we have an exclusivity deal with Tubi and they're they're showing it at 720. So. Mm -hmm. So it, it's this is what I mean. It's very nice to instead be in control and say, "Hey, we will do our DVD or our Blu-ray presses. We will we will go out to distributors or we will go out to platforms um, and offer them higher quality." Which you can do. I mean, Film Hub and Indie Rights both let you do that. And if you're unsatisfied with something, you can actually take your movie back. You are in control of it. You can get it removed from those platforms and take it back yourself.
0: That's great. And again, if this schedule holds for the production of Haunted House of Pancakes, the film will be available in time for next Halloween.
1: That fingers crossed, yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Finally, financial profit aside, what are your major goals for the success of Haunted House of Pancakes?
1: I personally, financial success isn't really a big one. I want to, I want to see that this, this model works for itself, that the movie pays for itself that I can pay everyone, we can make a little bit of money and we can roll that into another one and make another movie, whether that's Haunted House of Pancakes 2 or something completely different, and then just continuously do that. Just have a have a platform in place, have a business model in place that allows us to make these sub hundred to maybe maybe even grow it a little bit, but make lower budget movies that are funny, that have good scripts, that are well done, um and just really give you know like really have the business model in place that lets us do this rinse repeat do it again
0: oh
2: yeah yeah as for me just a most basic level i just want to make stuff that i that i wrote that uh put it out there that makes people happy makes makes them laugh makes them have a good time you know not uh not have to worry about the the, the state of all the serious stuff going on in the world you know you just get lost in uh some ridiculous concept <laughs> and uh yeah so i i want to bring more joy to the world by killing people with food agreed yeah <laughs> I, uh, couldn't have said it better
0: well guys thank you very much for coming on the viewfinder podcast today to talk about haunted house of pancakes it was my pleasure to talk to you guys and I wish you all the very best of success with getting this film off the ground
1: thank you very much for having us yeah this was great thank you Chris. very
0: welcome thank you so much guys that's the you find a podcast for this week I'm Chris Hadley thank you so much for listening and until next time please stay safe everyone